Self-Help for Robots. I'm your host, CJ Pitchford, and it is a beautiful, clear morning as I record this again in the same studio as before. Well, that's something that I hope that, uh, well, you won't be able to tell unless I tell you, and so yes, I have to make note of where I'm at relative to what's going on, <laughs> and that is part of today's theme. That is, uh, this is episode 46, the two-parter. In the first part, let's talk about uh, something that I've been working on. That is a theory of mind, and it seems that having three dimensions for a theory of mind is perfect. And in fact, to demonstrate that, I'd like to talk about, um, you know, a concept that you may know of. It's called a zone of time. As Manny Jacinto, the character, uh, well, actually Jason, the character played by the actor Manny Jacinto in the show, The Good Place, which is coming back pretty soon. And and yeah, I just happened to watch a little bit of season three again. And and yeah, I love that show for the humor, of course, and also the questions as they seem so close to the questions that I'm asking here. Um, and yes, the zone of time is a great demonstration for a theory of mind as I can see where the actual you know dimensions are a, a way to explain what's really something that is very evident and I think it'll become obvious and so uh, but yeah again that uh, when I ask you a question what time is it that that's a, a generative you know event that is something that uh, in the dimensions of the theory of mind would be you know part of how to you know kick things off and that would be you know how to ground you know the actual you know theory of mind in something that's possibly objective although you know it's still arbitrary you know it's like when I'm asking the question what time is it uh, really I'm saying where are you in relationship to your local star <laughs> which is a weird way of saying it that, uh, but no, that's uh, how we take, you know, and we consider and we, um, you know, actually conceive of time. It's like when the sun is directly overhead, that's noon. And so right now, yes, you might say, well, what time is it? Well, it's about noon. It's a little bit afternoon. And I might say, no, 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 not to me. Uh, I'd have to say that it's, you know, closer to 10 a.m. Um, just after, in fact. And so, yes, it's, you know, not quite lunch yet. And yet you might be sitting down for lunch if you say that it's about noon. And that's the thing is that we deal with this kind of translation all the time. And, and so, yes, yeah, the question, what time is it? Plus, 
you know, the position in relation to your local star, or, you know, maybe we have a, a way of just kind of uh, shorthanding that, but, uh, um, and yes, we'll just call that universal time, even though it's not that at all, but know that uh, we'll have a universal time at which we ask the question, what time is it? And then you have a relative answer. And yes, so that's another dimension of a theory of mind. That's the relative part, which I've been going on about. And yes, relative to, you know, the position of my local star, it is 10 a.m. to me, or maybe a bit thereafter. And for you, it's like, no, it's a little bit afternoon. And so those two relative, um, you know, truths that they are, you know, a literal, um, but at the same time, we have these subjective zones of time that, of course, because, yes, we're at different uh, positions on the planet relative to the local star. And so, yes, that uh, we're going to have these subjective differences that we could uh, actually quantify. And that's what I've been doing is quantifying subjective differences um, as well as relative differences and, of course, the generative uh, dimension. And in that way, creating a theory of mind, which is active all the time. Um, and there are, of course, many people who've worked on things very similar, but I have yet to see the actual description of a theory of mind as those three dimensions, um, which really don't take into account, you know, in this case, just no more than the zone of time. Um, but yes, that is something that we do all the time. And and yeah, that, that is related to another example of a theory of mind that also uses color. And so, but that's not the second part of this particular episode. That is episode 46 had two parts. And that is that I was thinking also recently of testing Cogsworth using a new Turing test. As I've said that there needs to be a new Turing test, one in which that a computer can think of a human as a human. Now, that's what I call a Turing test, as, um, you know, that the theory of mind would go a long way for a computer to be able to model then say, you know, not more than just my zone of time, but instead, you know, what I'm feeling. And that's, of course, what Cogsworth does. And so um, a different Turing test might be, you know, what if I asked a person, you know, that question, and I asked Cogsworth that question, and if I got really different answers, would I be able to tell which one's a person and which one's a computer. Actually, you know, there are some who've said that the Turing test is trivial, that the ability to just mimic um, and thus, you know, really fool somebody into, uh, you know, a choice, which again, the original Turing test was just a binary choice and an ancient idea of gender uh, being representative of the binary zero or one. Um, but no, that uh, when trying to think of a Turing test for Codsworth might be where, um, you know, there is a uh, actual like pool of subjects. Uh, it's like, ooh, I, I'm almost coming up with psychological experiments, even though I have no training in that at all. But I can imagine asking questions of people and saying, would this be the question? That is something that I would expect and that there would be something that I could say about that. And yeah, I would be probably prompting um, subjects to say, you know, if, is this an example of happiness? And the question would be, you know, I am excited. And the response from Cosworth would be, well, I hear happy, you know, that, uh, and somebody else might see, well, you know, and then a wrong answer. And I could say maybe that there would be like, um, of course, now that I'm saying this publicly, am I tainting the possible questions? Oh yeah, all of the listeners 
listeners of this podcast might be tuning in just to find out how they could, uh, you know, stump the researchers who are testing artificial intelligence and the ability to process emotions. Um, but no, that's uh, seriously coming up with some ideas on how to test Cogsworth is where I'm at right now because I've had my first chances to, you know, have like little brown bag luncheons like at a virtual break room and yes uh, write my um, first uh, open letters as I've addressed them here on this podcast as well um, so yeah I will just keep trying to make uh, Cogsworth and also there is a new uh, derivative of Cogsworth uh, called Avi um, who I'm working on right now as I mentioned in the last podcast going from you know a uh, the serialized object ledger as a JSON object seems you know kind of fussy um, when I have, you know, actual core data and a relational database, um, well, you know, of sorts right within iOS. But no, that's something that I will use and will keep working on. And well, that's what I'll say to you too, of course, is that uh, just keep on helping yourself. Thanks for listening, and if you have any questions or comments, hey, you can leave a review at iTunes or wherever you heard this podcast, like at selfhelpforrobots.com. Yeah, at selfhelpnumber4robots.com. <laughs>